is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to Be You Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey friends, welcome to new listeners. I am giddy right now. My vibe is so high, my energy, it's difficult to contain my energy right now in a really good way. Today, I'm with you for our 50th episode. That may not be significant to you, but it has huge significance to me. This is exactly five months from when we started, and we are well over 20,000 downloads now. We hit 20,000 downloads about a week before this episode is airing, and you know, they say not to watch the numbers. They say just to speak into the microphone and see what happens. And I think there's so much wisdom in that. And I also like to measure things. And so I have been watching the downloads to see, is it resonating? Is it growing? Where is it growing? We're in 41 countries now, 41 countries, countries I've never visited. So welcome to all of you who are new listeners and new members of the BU Collective. If you wonder how you get in the BU Collective. I actually had somebody say in our tech community, what does that mean? Like, how do you join that? You don't need to do anything to join it. You don't have to spend any money. You don't have to fill out a form. There's no email verifying that you're in. You're just in. If you're a listener, then our hearts are all connected and we're all part of this collective. And we have women, and now I'm finding more and more men listening in 41 countries. Think of the different cultures, the different languages, you know, all of the different faiths and religions and backgrounds and paradigms. And it's just so beautiful to me, this beautiful collective of people who are all together saying, yes, I want to be myself and no one else. I may not know how to do that, but I'm committed to that. It might be scary, but I'm going to do it. Or people who are already living in that way and they say, you are my people. I'm so glad that someone's talking about this. So we are all connected through the message and I'm just grateful for every one of you. And, you know, I was thinking as I was reading an article that, that I saw on LinkedIn the other day, I was thinking about all of you and I was telling my husband about it and he's like, oh, you need to put that in your book. I don't know if it'll be in the book, but here's what I do now. This is how I'm going to open this 50th episode. I know that many of you have an idea or a passion or a little hint of something on your heart. And I know that many of you are doing what I've done. You're letting your brain get in the way. You're letting your mind get in the way of what your soul and heart are trying to say. How could I ever do that? How would that ever work? Who would ever buy into that? 
Who would ever want to be my customer? Who would ever listen to that? Who would ever buy that book? Who would ever read what I write? Who would ever believe in me if I did this? Or I don't even know if I could do that. I don't know that I have it in me. I know for sure that your creator, whatever word you use, did not put that on your heart by mistake. That idea, that passion, that little baby inkling of a hint of a something, that glimmer came through you for a reason. And you get to decide if it's going to manifest into anything. And if it doesn't, it's okay. But then why did it come to you if it wasn't meant to come to fruition? Why you? Why not someone else? There's a reason it came to you. This is your truth, your highest self, your highest path, your creator speaking to you, bringing you toward your true north. And many times I have taken my brain and said, but I know better, but I'm afraid, but, but, but. And every time I've done that, it's taken me off course just a little, or it's distracted me from the course. And I know, as sure as I'm standing here today, that one thing I meant to say is that following our gut, our heart, our soul, that whisper, that divine force, our intuition, is always the right thing to do. No matter what our brain says, no matter what society says, it is always the right answer. Always. And this 50th episode is a great illustration of that. You may not be able to relate to what I share with you about why I did this or what it looked like, but there will be nuggets within this episode that are meant for you to apply to your path, your journey, your story. And I strongly invite you to be open to that. And after this episode, to ask, what am I meant to hear from that? Why did I listen to this episode? What are you trying to teach me? And just open your hands and be open to whatever that is. Be a co-creator with your creator. Be a vessel and be open. So I have a few people written down on a piece of paper that I want to acknowledge. I feel like I'm giving an Oscar speech and someone might say, seriously, 50 episodes, 20,000 downloads. Yeah, I'm celebrating that. It's a big deal for me. In the podcast world, it actually is a big deal because like with a lot of things, right? A lot of people do things sort of halfway or they quit before they get results or they quit because they're not getting the experience they think they're supposed to have or they just kind of dabble or they have one foot in and one foot out and none of that's bad or wrong. But then there are some people who decide to follow the nudge and then put their effort into it to be consistent and that's what I've done. I've used consistency. I've put my whole heart into this. I've completely trusted God. Even when my brain said, what the hell are you doing? I have felt very guarded speaking into this microphone. I mean, it's a very strange experience, right? To talk into nothingness. No, There's no crowd. There's no audience that I can see. I'm not even on Zoom. I'm just speaking. And I have pushed through that fear, acknowledged it, but pushed through it and been courageous over and over again, and so consistent that now I have total confidence. And I don't don't have confidence because I have evidence to prove that I should be confident, right? I still 
fumble my, my words. I still am going to make mistakes. I'll still listen to an episode and go, why did I say that? Or I wish I would have said it this way. Oh, I forgot to say that. It's never about the evidence in front of us that should give us the belief. You know, they say seeing is believing and no, 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 it's the opposite. You have to believe first and then you'll see. And so I just keep believing and believing and believing. And of course, the evidence feels good. Seeing the downloads going up, seeing so many countries engaging in this podcast, seeing the BU Collective, the women in that group texting me back and congratulating us on the podcast or asking questions or making suggestions for episodes. Yeah, that really does feel good. I mean, there's no denying that. That true black and white evidence is icing on the cake and it feels so good. However, I don't need it. That's the difference. Just like you shouldn't need a compliment to feel confident about your looks and your body, of course it feels good. So for example, I've been working on getting closer to my ideal weight. I've told you openly that I gained 36 pounds. By the way, we're going to talk about that in another episode because I found an interesting reason that has nothing to do with nutrition or hormones or anything. It actually has to do with emotions, suppressing emotion and energy. But anyway, I have put on 36 pounds in the past couple of years, and that's significant because I've never been someone who gains weight. Not bragging about that because I know that's a struggle for a lot of people. I have other struggles, trust me, but that's never been one of them. And my daughters are wired the same way. I was the same weight for decades. And then I gained all this weight. And then through some healthy changes, I've been able to get it down to about 20 pounds over my ideal weight. I still don't love the way I feel. My pants don't fit. I I just don't like the way I feel. And so I've been working on that. Now, recently, someone noticed that I'm just a little bit less fluffy, even though I've only lost about four pounds, but I do feel better. And maybe it's just my I'm glowing because I feel more confident and I feel more like me. My point is that just like the black and white evidence to prove that any of our endeavors were worth it, that felt good, but I didn't need that. But it certainly does affirm that I'm doing something that I should be doing, right? Because I'm getting the results that I want. So with this podcast, the black and white results feel so good. And they also remind me, you know, that I'm doing the right thing. But it's important that I don't need that. It's very important that I don't need those things. This is why in business, especially so many people fail because they're afraid to keep going because they don't see any evidence that it's going to work. And they're not getting the results that they think that they deserve or that they want when they think they deserve them or when they want them. That's one of my biggest pieces of advice for anyone who's new in any business. Playing the long game, the law of the farm, believing before you see, following your heart, and being consistent as hell, even when you don't see results. All right. So first and foremost, I have to acknowledge my husband. I mean, besides being my soulmate and my best friend, and just the most amazing father, bonus father to my biological children, the most amazing papa to little Rocco who lives with us. If you don't know that, our little grandbaby lives with us. So we've been co-parenting and co-raising him with our wonderful daughter. And he is just so good to all of us and such a good human. But I'm giving him this space for a minute because with this podcast, the reason this podcast happened is because my husband is the kind of person who also believes before he sees. He also takes calculated risks and encourages that. 
And it would have been very difficult to do this. I still could have done it, but it would have been very difficult to do it with someone who did not get it, who wasn't willing to say, go for it. So many times the spouse has to see the numbers and they have to see the evidence. And that's so unfair. It's okay that their brain works that way, but then they apply the way they think and feel to the person. And in this case, women that I talked to and I mentored, the husband or the partner applies the way they need certainty to the person who's trying to go for something. And it's very disheartening for the person, especially if they want to jump without a net. So I thank you, TK, for always encouraging me and supporting my philosophy that I need to jump when my heart says to jump. And not just supporting me, but encouraging me and cheering me on. Spending money when it wasn't in our budget. Investing in the podcast when I had no money coming in because I was forced out of our network marketing company. You know, that was a big risk. And I I thank you so much. And then what you don't know, all of you, is that in the very beginning, I was working with one company to produce the podcast and it just wasn't a good fit for me. So literally right at the beginning of the launch, I pulled away from that partnership and then we were on our own. And my amazing husband figured it out. He got the equipment. He learned how to do the editing. And the first three episodes were done by him. And that was hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work. And then in addition to that, he's excited to like check the stats and tell me how it's doing. And I just love you so much, TK. And I also value you so much. And you really did have a big hand in this. I also want to say something about our kids. Our kids are 22 to 16. They're 22, 21, 19, 18, and 16. And all of them have been so supportive and they always are of my dreams and what I'm doing. And they ask me about it. And they, and you know, I still remember being at a restaurant, taking my son, George, and his friends. They were getting wings and there were like 14 of them for his birthday. And all of them said, Hey, do you want us to look at your podcast and give you a review? And I said, sure. So 14 boys gave me reviews. And it was so funny. This is an amazing, insightful podcast. It's really transformed my life. And he's, you know, 15 or 16 years old. (laughs) So 14 of those endorsements that you see are my son's friends. But I so appreciate the support of all of our kids. And it's really interesting because I talk a lot about the difficult childhood I had And all of that is just so very true. And as an adult, my parents are amazing parents. My parents grew into that and became outstanding parents once I became a parent. And once I became a parent, they didn't just show up as great, wonderful grandparents. They showed up as wonderful parents. And they're always encouraging me and sending me text messages and and coming to, you know, they came to my launch party for the podcast, always asking me how it's going. And it just means so much. And most importantly, I want to thank everyone in this BU Collective, especially those of you who have really made an effort not just to listen, but to share the episodes, to pass them along to friends, to send me messages back to let me know what's resonating. It means so much to me. So how did this happen? Well, again, this is my story, but I'm not sharing it because I think I need 30 minutes of your time to talk about myself. I'm sharing this because I know there are nuggets in here for you. So If you're holding back and you're not willing to put yourself, quote unquote, out there, remember that there are other people out there who need you to put yourself out there because it's not just going to inspire them. You might be the reason they meet the person they need to talk to for their passion or their dream to come to life. And so if you don't follow Angie Lee, the Angie Lee show, she's a spitfire young 
very successful entrepreneur, podcast host, etc. And I was following Angie Lee. And through Angie Lee, and we've interacted privately one-on-one several times through Instagram, and we had this little connection. And I adore her. And as I was watching her on Instagram, I noticed that she was speaking at an event. And I looked at the event, and I was like, that's what I've been picturing. You guys, I've had on my heart for years to have female-focused events that aren't like anything I've ever seen where I live. Not the same same format, same awards, same people. Like they all tend to be the same where I live. And I had a picture of it also being aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I had a picture in my head of it being beautiful. I love decor. I love design. I love art. And that's what I saw in this event where Angie Lee was speaking. So I'm like a little detective. I mean, I will dig until I find information. And I found that the host of that Powerhouse Women event was named Lindsay Schwartz. And so I connected with her and then I started following her. And when I saw that she has an organization called Powerhouse Women, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I started listening to her podcast. And I loved her podcast and heard that she was having something called a mastermind. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what the word mastermind means, but I didn't know what that was. It's very common, by the way. In the, this online space, You know, it's very common for influencers and coaches and mentors to have masterminds. And you and maybe 10 to 20 other people pay money to be in the mastermind and you mastermind together, you network together, you build friendships and relationships, and then the person in charge coaches you and, and might even bring outside coaching in. There's usually some sort of in-person event at the end of the six months. Usually it's about a six-month mastermind, sometimes longer. So I paid $7,500. It's a ton of money I know when I couldn't afford it. Well, I couldn't afford not to, but I didn't have it in my budget at all. It made no sense on in my brain or on paper, no black and white evidence to tell me it was a good idea. But again, I jumped without a net, followed my heart, and my husband said, go for it. I still have the picture of me celebrating with a flight of rosé. And why did I pick that? Because I rarely drink and I don't drink wine. And I'm gonna, I said, I'm going to do something I don't normally do. And so I ordered a flight of rosé on purpose to get out of my comfort zone and to celebrate the new version of myself that was ready to be born. And so I drank that flight of rosé and had a great conversation with my husband about my future that I didn't know anything about. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I could feel that it was coming. So I want to thank the women in Powerhouse women in that community, especially that mastermind. Let me be clear. It's the mastermind women. You know, there were 20 of us in there and I'm very close to them, especially a handful of them, Allison and Carol Elizabeth and Carrie V and a few of you, Kelsey. And if I didn't name your name, I apologize. But those of you who, you know, have really supported me in this launch of the podcast and Jessica, Elizabeth, who listened to the podcast, encouraged me, Helen, who messaged me about it and said, you know, I am, I'm so proud of you, Lana. <laughs> Thank you, all of you, um, for the encouragement and support. Because at that time, guys, when I joined that mastermind, I had huge success, and I don't mind bragging because I worked for it, in the area of network marketing. But in this mastermind, I was a little preschool beginner because it wasn't about that business. Me being in the mastermind of powerhouse women was to grow my new future, which I didn't know what it was. I didn't come into that with a business. I had the network marketing business, but that's not what this was about. So you see, I joined a mastermind with women who were already in business or starting businesses. They had business plans. They had business ideas. I didn't. 
I had no clue. I was a fish out of water. I was a little baby beginner. I was a big fish over in my network marketing world. And here I was, I was really a nobody. They didn't see me as a nobody, but I think you know what I mean. And joining that was scary. And that experience was huge for me because it was those friendships, those friendships that really supported me when I didn't have any confidence in what I was about to do. I didn't know I would have a podcast. I thought I was just going to go down the path of writing a book and see what unfolded. I also want to thank the Juice Plus Company. The Juice Plus Company is the company that I was partnered with for 12 and a half, like just a couple months short of 13 years. And the reason I want to thank them, and this is not a passive-aggressive, tongue-in-cheek jab at all, but I'm truly thanking them for firing me. Because if that had not happened, and it hadn't happened in the way that it did, which felt very brutal at the time, it felt very painful, and it was a shock. It was, a, it was such a truly hurtful experience, but I'm telling you that because it needed to be that way. If it hadn't happened that way, I wouldn't have been able to give birth to this podcast the way I did. And I'm positive. So I, I'm being serious when I say I thank, I thank God for that experience with the Juice Plus Company. When I was terminated, you've heard me say in other episodes or other places that I sold my business, they're both true. They purchased my team that I built over 12 years, purchased my business from me, and terminated my contract at the same time. So I was forced out, but they did purchase my business. I wasn't just thrown out with no income. So they gave me a lump sum, and I had a few agreements I needed to make with them. But the point is that that exit as difficult as it was, I was able to, I started to say sort of, no, I, I rose like a phoenix from the ashes of that business being burned to the ground. You know, I could have laid there and just died in the flames and I didn't. I take no credit because God's the one who gave me the courage and the, the fight and the fire to get out. But it was really what I was meant to do. That was my true path. So the reason I'm sharing that is for you to think about times when you've been knocked down and you feel like you've hit rock bottom. That was a rock bottom moment for me. And you have so many options and choices at that point. You can judge and blame, which I did. You can stew, which I did. You can roll around in the mud and in the crap, whatever you want to call it, and I did. And then at some point, you can make the decision, am I going to live here in this, or am I going to get beyond this? And that's where I believe faith in something bigger than yourself is just so crucial because I was able to lean into that and say, please help me. I don't even know how I'm going to recover from this. Yes, I did say that I wanted to get out of that career. And yes, I did say that by the end of the year, I really wanted to be done because for two years, I was not listening to my heart. And I kept letting my my fear of hurting people and letting them down and my fear of you know, even disappointing my husband. You know, I kept saying, oh, I just want to be done. He's like, yeah, we can't afford to yet. Can't afford to yet. We need to stick it out. And for two years, I was doing something I didn't want to do anymore. So when I finally got that in wrapping paper that I didn't like, which was to be terminated instead of me leaving on my own terms, as hard as that was, I had the option. And I, I'm grateful that it took me a little while. But after about a month, I did choose to say, okay, new chapter. I'm making peace with this. I've got to move on. And I did. Now, why am I telling you that? Well, one, because you're going to be faced with that if you haven't already several times. But two, that's how the podcast came around. 
that's how I'm even standing here with you, loving this new career and having so much fun doing it. So because that happened, and thank you to my Juice Plus community, all of the friends in that community, fellow leaders, and people who had very small businesses coming around me and rallying and saying, we got you, we love you, no judgment, we believe you. That carried me and helped me. Can't wait to see what your next chapter is. And then they rallied around me with this podcast. So many of the women who were present during the launch of BU were from that community. And you know who you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're proudly wearing the sweatshirts and you're sharing the episodes with everyone and it means the world to me. So thank you. And I also want to say I have no hard feelings towards that company at all anymore. I've truly made peace with all of it. I know it sounded a little bit harsh as I was delivering it, but that really did happen. But in my heart, I've totally forgiven and I've made peace. So that's how I ended up finding my first business coach, Kayla Kraft. That's also how I found Tracy O'Malley. You heard Tracy on the Enneagram episode, one of our top episodes so far. And Tracy's the reason I met Tiffany Carter. And you're going to hear her episode, but she invited me to be on her podcast, which was a huge deal because it's such a popular podcast. Tracy O'Malley gave me so much insight into who I am with the Enneagram. She graced and blessed and educated this audience before I felt ready. So many of you have become one-on-one clients of hers and you've experienced her coaching and you've learned so much about yourselves. And because of that experience with Kayla Kraft, who I hired to be my business coach. I heard about her, by the way, through Lindsay Schwartz. You see how it's all connected? It's just a domino effect. If these women hadn't stepped out vulnerably to find their gifts and be themselves, I would have never been able to go on the path that I've gone on to birth this podcast. I think it would have happened eventually, but it would have been a totally different experience. So then that goes to who did Kayla connect me with? Well, because I was coaching with Kayla, she told me about her marriage coach, Steph, Stefano Stefandos. And you probably heard that episode where Stefanos talked about masculine and feminine energy. Well, my husband and I essentially hired him sight unseen. I mean, we, we heard about him from Kayla and we were looking for a coach. We didn't need a therapist. Our marriage was great, but we wanted to take it to the next level. And we had been in talk therapy for years and I mean, it helped, but we just weren't making much headway. And we hired Stefanos as our marriage coach and became one-on-one clients with him. That has been so transformative. And that work then has come through in this podcast. That work has helped me become closer to the best version of me, which is the real version of me, so that I can be better with you through this experience. Because of stuff that I found, his wife, Christine, who then also led me to Beck and Erica, to intuitives I've been working with lately who are just providing so much healing that I didn't used to understand and I used to not be open to. And Steph and Christine created the program Elementum that I'm now a student of. The six-month intensive master coach certification program I hinted to a few months ago that I had all the intuitive signs to join and to apply for even when my brain told me not to. So that's the theme. With all of these people, They followed their hearts and their intuition, their soul, which is God's calling, even when their brains and society and all the evidence told them it was either shaky or it was a no. It's like they had the magic eight ball in front of them and everything kept saying no, but they did it anyway. Because all of these people did that, 
then I was able to be mentored by them and learn from them. So by me doing this podcast, which is I'm doing just what they did, you're able to then do the same. And maybe I'm not one of the people who is part of that journey for you. Maybe you're already on that journey. But maybe there's something you hear on this podcast that you say to your friend who says to her sister, to her mother, to her neighbor, and then that person has an experience. So the lesson is our intuition is always right. It's our true north. It's the way for us to come back home to ourselves. Our brain will always try to get in the way of that, delay us, distract us, completely block us. And it's up to us to distinguish between those two voices. And when you do that or you see another person doing that, as in being them, really be you, when you see another person doing that, I encourage you to cheer them on and say, I am so inspired. Good for you. You don't have to understand it. My friend wants to open a cat cafe. I wouldn't want to do that on any planet in any lifetime. But I'm so excited for her. Trisha, if you're listening, I will be there petting the cats and drinking your tea. She can't wait to do that. She's following her desire, her heart. And when we see other people doing that, it's really important that we cheer them on and we say, you go. I got a text from my friend, Maury Sanderson today, and Maury's listening to the podcast. And Maury said to me, here's to us being us. And I'm like, yes. I love that. I've got a male listener, hugely successful in business, father, grandfather, husband, and he's sending me a message saying, I'm sitting by the pool right now in Marco Island listening to your podcast. And cheering people on that way, I told him that that message meant more to me than he realizes. And of course, I have to give a shout out to one of my besties, Amanda, his wife. Thank you, Amanda, for being one of those girlfriends who's been so supportive. Not supportive, like, I'm proud of you. But the people that buy your shit, (laughs) she's listening to the podcast. Now, I wouldn't want her to keep listening if it didn't speak to her. But she listened to episode one because she was a good friend. That's why. Now, she kept listening because it's speaking to her. But be that friend. Be that person to other people. Buy their stuff at least once. Try it out. Encourage them. Share on social media what your friends are up to. Build and lift them up because as you do that, you encourage other people to do the same and you're also raising your own vibration and reminding yourself to go back to your own true north. So gosh, for this episode, I wrote down the 10 most powerful questions that you could ask yourself day in and day out. And after I wrote them out, I'm like, oh, I could think of 10 more, 100 more. But these are the ones that came to me, so I'm sticking with them. You can go back and listen to this and take notes, write them out. In fact, actually, what I'll do is in our episode notes, I will actually ask our podcast partner to type these out. So that way you can actually take a screenshot of them. How about that? All right, let's do that. And that will save you having to write them out. 10 of the most powerful questions I have ever asked myself. Number one, what am I pretending not to know? What am I pretending not to know? I mean, that question alone, when I saw that written on the wall at Landmark Education when I was 36 years old, going into my very first personal development experience, having no idea what I was going to encounter, and I was only there to accompany a young woman I used to nanny, it knocked me backwards. I was like, first of all, that question makes no sense. Ooh, maybe it does. 
what am I pretending not to know? Well, at that time, I was pretending not to know that my husband was an alcoholic. I was pretending not to know that he was not seeking treatment and wasn't going to. I was pretending not to know that my past was controlling my life and that I was showing up in life as a victim, that I was seeing everything through the lens of I'm not good enough, no one loves me, I'm invisible, and I'm a bother. I was pretending not to know that. Many times we'll be as dumb as a fox. We'll do it even in little ways, like we'll be on a diet and say, I can't remember, am I allowed to have that? When we actually, we know deep down whether or not we can, but we like to pretend that we're confused because that serves a need and it gets us off the hook. So what am I pretending not to know? Number two, is this experience, is this conversation, is this person, is this relationship, is this whatever it is, raising or lowering my vibration? Right now in this moment, is this raising my vibration or is it lowering my vibration? Now, there are times when I sit down and I know that I'm numbing and I own it and I want to watch one of my housewife shows. On one hand, it's not raising my vibration because it's not getting me closer to my highest self, but I don't care because I feel like it's raising my vibration in a different way. It may be killing brain cells, but it's raising my vibration because I'm doing something I want to do and I'm just having fun for a little bit. Is this relationship raising my vibration or lowering it? This friendship is what I'm doing right now. If I'm gossiping, I'm complaining. You know, I catch myself a lot. If I'm complaining about something, I'm like, hold on a second. All I'm doing is taking myself off my path and it's a distraction from my highest and best path. So is this right now raising or lowering my vibration? Number three, how would the highest and best version of me show up right now? Okay, try doing that when you're in an argument. Try doing that when someone is just a complete jerk to you. They cut you off in traffic. They're rude to you at a store. They're condescending. Somebody judges you. That's when it really counts. How would the highest version of me show up right now when you need to forgive somebody and you don't want to? When you want someone to forgive you and they won't, or you want someone to be sorry and they're not. When someone makes a post on Facebook that is just so opposite of how you believe and what you think is right, when you're mistreated, when your kids are acting up or they go off their path, well, they go off their highest self path. How would the highest version of myself and the best version of me show up right now? When I'm playing small, when I'm beating myself up, when I'm telling myself I'm unattractive, when I believe in scarcity and in impossibility, how would the highest version of me show up right now? Number four, how did I cause this or attract it to me? The same boyfriend over and over, the same husband over and over, the same girlfriend or wife over and over, the same friendship over and over an interaction, an a-, a physical accident where I trip over something and I say, oh, I made such a dumb mistake. How did I cause this? Well, you left that, that bucket out that I tripped over. Mm-hmm. Okay. How did I cause this? And the part B to that is also, how did I attract this to me? Because I did. You know, I used to mentor people in my old business and many of them were so stuck in their story. And life is hard and, you know, I don't know a lot of people and all this other stuff. Or or my business isn't growing. My team won't do anything. And they 
were creating that reality and they, they, many of them didn't even know it. And if you said that, then you were not a nice person. If I coached them and said, you know, here's the thing, I hear you and I know it feels like that, but you've created it that way. I can't help if my team doesn't do anything. Okay, well, maybe it's because you attracted people who don't want to work or they're afraid. What shift do you need to make inside of yourself to create a different reality? Stop pointing at everybody else. Instead of looking inward or looking in the mirror, you're looking at everyone else and that's not going to get you anywhere. How did I cause this or attract it? Number five, similar to the other question, is this right here, this activity, this conversation, this relationship, this person, this job, this whoever, is this getting me the life I desire? I mean, the life I dream of? I mean, like the one that's on my vision board, the one that I secretly, if someone said, take away all your fear and only think possibility, what life do you want? Is what I'm doing right now and consistently, by the way, really getting me towards that? And if it's not, am I willing to change directions? Course correct. Because so many of us get stuck moving in a certain direction while we're complaining that we're not going in the other direction. And we're the ones creating that. Is this getting me the life that I truly desire? That could apply to relationships. Number six, what are you trying to teach me? This is what you're speaking to yourself with your hand on your heart. This is what you're speaking to your creator. This is what you're speaking in your mind's eye when you're in an interaction with someone who's being a total jerk. What are you trying to teach me? What am I supposed to learn here? What is the lesson for me? Number seven, is this really true? Or is it just a program that I'm running? Or is it just true like in my paradigm, the way I've decided life is, based on my false self? That false self, remember, is all the unconscious, subconscious stuff. Our false self is our insecurities, our fears, all the stories we told ourselves when we were kids. That's what's driving the bus. That's the majority of what's under the surface of the water. The majority of the iceberg, remember, 95% of it we can't even see. That's what's driving the bus. So we're seeing everything through that lens and we're calling it truth. So is this really true or is it just true in my paradigm? And the way to figure that out, and we're going to talk about it in another episode, is slowly lowering the waterline and exposing more of that iceberg. And that subconscious false self comes up and gets processed and revealed, and then truth happens more and more and more and more. Number eight, is this my business, their business, or God's business? My friend Sue Lockridge told me that many years ago. I can't say I always follow it. (laughs) I'm really good at getting myself into other people's business, and I used to be really bad about triangulating. I didn't even know that's what it was until someone told me. I didn't mean to. I just did. I was rescuing everybody and helping their relationships and trying to coach them and, and, you know, making their drama my drama. Is this my business, their business, or God's business? Someone leaves a network marketing company, and then people are harassing them. They're talking badly about them. They're gossiping about them. They're getting involved in what, what they're selling, and I can't believe they're selling that. Let me tell you how bad it is. Okay, is that your business, their business, or God's business? I'm pretty sure it's not your business. Number nine, what is my body telling me? 
Or another version is like truly touching your heart and then your other hand on your belly. What are you trying to tell me? Your body will talk to you. And the question is, are you listening? The pain you're feeling could be trapped energy, trapped emotions, something you need to release. It could be a reminder. Every time you have pain or dis-ease, it's your body speaking to you. There are so many ways to tune into your body. But just by asking yourself, what are you trying to teach me and tell me here? I'm listening. What do you want me to know? It's amazing the wisdom that can come from that. And number 10, what would love do or say right now? What would love do right now? Love would walk over in the middle of an argument and give their spouse a hug and say, let's stop doing this. Doesn't matter who's right. This is taking us off course. Love would forgive someone when they say, I am so sorry, I screwed up. You know, I had two people, Tiffany Carter and Nicole Scott, um, who I interviewed on this podcast. I was so excited for their interviews. And my husband had been on the computer and switched the internal speaker or something. The point is, when I went on to record with them, I could tell that they sounded farther away than I remember in the past interviews, but I don't do a lot of interviews. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm crazy. Well, the reason that they sounded far away is because I was only hearing them, not through my actual headphones. I was hearing them through the computer speaker. And then when they recorded, the computer speaker was projecting into my microphone. So it did pick up their voice, but they sounded like they were 300 feet away. Not good. Both of them responded with love. When I reached out and said, oh, shit, I don't know how to tell you this. I'm so sorry. I took up over an hour of your time. I totally screwed up. They both said things happen the way they're supposed to. Not a big deal. Lesson learned. When do you want to reschedule? So what would love do or say right now? When you're feeling bad, when you're feeling down on yourself, when you're feeling comparison and jealousy, when you want to be something different, when you want to be further along in your journey, what would love say about that? You know what love would say. Love would say, give yourself grace. This is your journey. Look away from them. Look inside. And so with that, I'm going to share with you what I read on LinkedIn, which I hinted to in the beginning that I was going to share, and I'm actually glad I forgot because it's perfect for this ending. So someone posted the story, and maybe it's been a story for a long time. I've never heard this before. The difference between an elephant and a dog when it comes to pregnancy. So the elephant is walking around pregnant, and the dog is also pregnant. The dog delivers a whole litter of puppies and then looks at the elephant and says, well, when's that baby coming out? And then the dog is pregnant with another litter of puppies, delivers those puppies, and looks at the elephant and says, dude, like, what's going on? Come on, let's go, let's go. So the elephant, you and I, could look at the dog, Sally Influencer, and say, well, why am I not already having another litter? And why am I only having one? I'm such a loser. Like, I'm still on this journey. How long is this going to take? And at the end of the day, look how much more productive my friend the dog has been. 
litter after litter, all those beautiful puppies given away to all those families, all the love, all the smiles and giggles, all the joy, and here I am. Boom, 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 walking around, still pregnant. And I'm still pregnant months later. I'm still pregnant months later. And I'm still pregnant. But instead, this is what the wise elephant says. The wise elephant looks at the dog and says, My friend, I am having this baby in perfect timing. You see, when I have this baby, when this baby elephant comes out of my womb and steps onto the earth, man will know, everyone will know because the earth will tremble. Because what I'm giving birth to in the right time for myself and for the purpose of what I'm producing, when that happens, after all these months when you think I've been unproductive, this, quote unquote, I'll say child, this product that I'm giving birth to is going to step foot on this earth and make an impact. It will be known by you and by all of your offspring. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me on BU. I know there was something in this episode you were meant to hear, so let me know in a DM on Instagram at Jill Herman BU. Be sure to subscribe to the BU podcast. And if you have iTunes, I would so appreciate you rating the podcast and leaving a comment with your biggest aha or takeaway. Sharing a screenshot of this episode on your story is the best way for us to reach women just like you. And if you send a link to a friend, let her know what unique quality she has that the world needs more of. If this is your first visit, welcome to our BU Collective, where we get honest about what it takes to find our true self so we can set her free and start living.